Welcome to the Crypto Altruism Podcast, the podcast dedicated to elevating the stories of those using blockchain, cryptocurrency, and Web3 for good. I'm your host, Drew Simon from CryptoAltruism.org. Now, before we get started, a quick disclaimer. While we may discuss specific projects or cryptocurrencies on this podcast, please do not take any of this as investment advice, and please make sure to do your own research on any potential investment opportunities. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome, and thanks for listening in. Today, I'm excited to welcome Anne-Marie Mallory, founder and artist behind Willina NFT. Willina NFT is a female-led charitable NFT project with the goal of raising funds for international medical charities. Anne-Marie is a board-certified family nurse practitioner, artist, woodworker, philanthropist, and most recently, a Web3 practitioner. She's always had a desire to provide medical care to underserved communities, which led her to found Willina NFTs. In this episode, we discuss her journey from nurse practitioner to Web3 practitioner, the role NFTs can play in supporting charitable causes, and some advice for those looking to enter the world of Web3. Please join me in welcoming Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for joining today on the Crypto Altruism Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So excited to learn about Lean NFTs and the great work you're doing to fuse NFTs and social impact. Before we get there, though, I'd love to learn more about you. Uh, I understand they have a really cool story of your transition to the world of Web3. Um, but before we get there, I'm very curious to hear what your aha moment was that got you interested in cryptocurrency, NFTs, Web3 in the first place. So um, I've been interested in cryptocurrency since 2019 mm-hmm. and had some time on my hands to learn about it during lockdowns of 2020. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to use some of my art to create an NFT, but to be perfectly honest, I wasn't really sure how to go about that or Mm -hmm. what I wanted my project to look like. In February of this year, Russia attacked Ukraine Mm -hmm. and watching the horrors in healthcare within the Ukraine as well as the plight of refugees fleeing their homes struck something really deep inside me. Um, It dawned on me that I could use an NFT project to try and make a positive impact in the midst of a really horrific situation. Mm -hmm. So I went down another rabbit hole learning about different medical charities and ways in which cryptocurrency and NFTs could be used to impact the world of um, for positive change. Mm -hmm. And here we are. That's that's cool. Great. Um, and so um, before we dive into that, into the project itself, I'm really here, excited to hear about your story. Um, and I understand that not only are you the founder and artist behind this incredible project, but you're also a certified nurse practitioner, a woodworker, a philanthropist. So quite the amazing uh, list there. So tell me about your journey from nurse practitioner to Web3 practitioner. So I don't know if it was really a journey from one thing to another. It's just become part of the journey. Yeah. I'm still a family nurse practitioner. I am currently working on a post-master's certification in psychiatry and mental health. Um, Since I'm in school and not working full-time right now, I had a little more time to dedicate to a charity project. Um, I've always loved creating things, whether it be building with wood, painting, drawing, I guess, creating things and giving things to people, sort of my love language. I became a nurse to make a difference in people's lives, but I can only do it one person at a time or one family Mm -hmm. at a time. Um, Adding on the web three component just seemed to go hand in hand with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Utilizing web three and the power of technology. I'm hoping I can impact way more than one person at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is, if you don't mind me asking to go a little off script here, what have been some of the most kind of interesting, like 
things you've noticed um, from, you know, as you've melded web three in, into the, into your, into your life, like in terms of some of the aspects of the community or the space that you find like interesting or, or appealing um, when looking at your kind of traditional career? I'd say one of the things that actually sort of surprised me when I started looking at it is you hear in the media, all this get rich quick. Mm-hmm. This person made millions of dollars and they're 12 years old. And but when I really started looking at it, seeing the number of charity projects that exist and stumbling across your organization um, mm-hmm. that that I'm not the only one out there that thinks this could be utilized for something other than let's all just get rich, that we could mm-hmm. actually do so much good with it, I think yeah. was was probably one of the biggest pieces that sort of surprised me as I researched more. That's really cool. And um, yeah, I've, I've noticed the same as well. And I think that that was one of the inspirations behind, you know, why I started crypto altruism in the first place was I was hearing all, um, you know, not only that, oh, it's all about just people looking to make a quick buck, but also it's, you know, full of scammers, it's, you know, full of criminals, right? And, um, but what I was seeing in practice was that so much good was being done in this space. And there were so many individuals and organizations working collaboratively to use this technology to, to accomplish and have a real meaningful impact. Um, so then I made it my mission to really kind of elevate that and show the other side of the coin. So that's awesome. Um, so now shifting to, uh, Walina NFTs, um, tell me all about it. How did it get started? What's the kind of inspiration behind it? So I touched on it a little bit already with Mm -hmm. trying to figure out where I wanted to go with the project. Um, I was looking for a way to create an NFT project that I could utilize for good. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, a really terrible situation ended up being the catalyst to get that started. Um, But really just wanting to be able to create a project that could be used to support medical needs. And this Mm -hmm. presented an opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. And is there a story behind uh, the word Walina and, and what that means? Yes. So Walina means welcome. Mm-hmm. It's another way of saying aloha, a more oh, personalized okay. way of saying aloha. Mm-hmm. So I have always wanted my home, my practice to be welcoming to all, um, mm-hmm. to not be judgmental of anyone. So the word welcome just fit. That's awesome. And yeah, I've, I've come across so many NFT projects that are really, you know, that I would say just sum up welcoming and inclusion very well, right? And there's so much uh, good being done in the space to bring greater inclusion uh, to Web3 and to be more welcoming and to, to be accessible um, to those from outside the space for, uh, you know, an accessible entry point, right? And so, you know, that's great. Um, and so uh, you uh, spoke a little bit about kind of the organizations that you're supporting and that you know, the focus on medical care. Um, so, you know, obviously a lot of that came from, like you mentioned, seeing the challenges in Ukraine that refugees were experiencing that the, you know, with the healthcare system, um, you know, supporting those that were impacted by the invasion. Um, so tell me about this, uh, this inspiration and then the focus on medical care and um, kind of how you, you got to that as your, as your area of focus for the project. Really because it's such a huge need mm-hmm. without our Help. I don't really know what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is in healthcare, and I live in a country that lacks adequate access to healthcare. And um, it seemed like a logical focus for my project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, have you heard uh, those from your uh, colleagues in like the traditional uh, medical world about 
Um, what are the perspectives you heard about Web3 from those that are, you know, working in the traditional kind of like medical space? So a lot of people that I've had interactions with, and maybe because a lot of the people that I work with are from an older generation, don't understand. That's the one mm. thing I hear the most is I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't have time to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the few that I do know are really excited for the opportunities that this presents yeah. for upcoming generations. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great that like, you know, what's so cool about this space is like, you have people from all over, um, from so many different backgrounds, like nobody went to college or went, you know, grew up wanting to, you know, be in the world of web three, right. Cause it just didn't exist back then. And so you have this really cool, like, um, just mosaic of people from different backgrounds, you know, you coming from the world of as a nurse practitioner, me from the, you know, the nonprofit space, there's, you know, those that are from legal careers, uh, traditional finance, like, so it's really cool seeing how everyone, um, has made their way to this space. And, you know, at the same time you had mentioned that, you know, a lot of people don't get it or don't understand it. And I think the only way to build that understanding and, and that inclusion in this space is to have these people from all different backgrounds enter the space and serve as like a you know positive example and role model that it is a you know welcoming open and positive space that is you know where real good is being done. So that's awesome. So I'd love to hear now about some of the charities that you're uh, supporting uh, through the project. So the charities that I chose were very carefully chosen as organizations. Mm-hmm. They are all highly rated by Charity Watch. Um, I paid a lot of attention to charities that have low overhead so that the mm-hmm. majority of funds are actually going to those in need. Mm-hmm. Um, I've chosen three charities. It was very hard to narrow it down to just three. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is International Medical Corps. They provide emergency medical care to Ukrainian civilians and refugees. The other one is Doctors Without Borders. They provide medical care in conflict zones. They've actually had a presence in the Ukraine since 2014, particularly in eastern parts of the country that have had a lot of battle um, since then. They're currently delivering medical supplies, uh, training healthcare providers, managing mass casualty incidents. They've even created a medical evacuation train to move hospitalized hospitalized patients Mm -hmm. from the hardest hit war zones to areas that are safer. Mm -hmm. And then the third charity is International Rescue Committee. And this organization is currently doing most of its work in Poland, and they're working to help displaced children and families. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's vitally important to remember not only the medical needs in the war zones, but for those, uh, the needs of refugees. Yeah, absolutely. I think the current numbers show that over 5 million Ukrainians have fled their home country and more than 90% of that number is women and children. Mm-hmm. So International Rescue Committee is doing a lot for not only medical needs, but basic food, housing, clothing, blankets, uh, needs mm-hmm. such as that. So, Yeah, well, that's amazing. And those are some fantastic organizations. So kudos to you for, for supporting them. And so what does that look like in terms of like, is it something that's like a percentage of the proceeds or kind of lump sums or tell me about that. Well, it's 50% of all the proceeds. Um, the other 50% goes into all the money that's been spent so far to get the project up and running and reinvesting in future projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so 50% of all proceeds will go directly to these charities split equally between them. So just divide by three and mm-hmm. donate it. Um, and then my plan is to make those donations weekly after the mint until, until the minting stops. <laughs> 
Yeah, right on. That's great. Now, before we move on to the next question, we're going to take a break for a brief message. Hi there. Thanks for listening in today. I wanted to take a second to ask for your support to help us grow the show. One of the best ways to do this is to simply subscribe and to give us a rating if the platform allows you to. If you're listening via the Spotify app, you can simply click the star at the top and give us a rating of 1 to 5. Also, we graciously ask for your support with a small contribution through Buy Me a Coffee or by sending a small crypto donation. We run on the support of the community and appreciate all of those so far who have stepped up and helped elevate this movement. Check out the show notes for more details or go to cryptoaltruism.org support us. Any contribution helps and it really means the world. Anyways, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. I'm curious to hear about the art now. Um, so I understand that the NFTs are pineapples. So tell me about that. What's the inspiration behind the art and, and why pineapples? So I, I talked about it a little bit before. I've always loved creating art in various mm-hmm. mediums. I started moving away from traditional painting and working more on digital art over the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, around the same time, I had the opportunity to visit Maui. Okay. And I absolutely fell in love with the magical island. Mm-hmm. And there were pineapples everywhere. (laughs) There are so many cute decorations, shirts, you name it. Mm -hmm. So I started incorporating it into my digital art. The pineapple is representative of welcome in Hawaiian culture. And Mm -hmm. the word walina is another affectionate way of saying aloha, like we talked Mm -hmm. about before, a greeting of sorts. Um, It incorporates a lot more than just saying hello. It's, Mm -hmm. it really is that, that sense of welcome. And that's what the pineapple stands for. I liked the sentiment of creating a community where all people are welcome. And the pineapple was the perfect symbol for that. Mm -hmm. That's great. And so in terms of what the project looks like, so obviously you have your roadmap looking to launch in later in June of 2022, but I understand too, that it's not just a, uh, you know, single project. You're looking to build more of a community and a movement. So tell me about the long-term vision for, for the project. Um, I hope to continue to build a community of individuals Mm -hmm. who see the potential for positive social impact that Web3 affords. Mm -hmm. Um, Within the community, I'm open to any suggestions of how future projects could be improved upon and further charities that could be supported. And I think that becomes more of a collective decision as we move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely make it through this first launch, but um, I definitely would like to see that community continue to grow and build for further projects and further charity opportunities in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, And so your first launch is no uh, small task, obviously. If you don't mind me asking, what have been some of the biggest like challenges you found um, as you've built this, uh, this project from the ground up? I would say that it takes a lot more time and money than mm. I initially anticipated. Um, it's, it has definitely been a challenge. The community mm. building piece is a challenge too. And I you know you alluded to it a little bit earlier. There are, there actually are a lot of scammers in this space and mm-hmm. I've um, unfortunately fallen for a few of them, but trying to actually, I think it's true of anything in the, in the internet ages is mm-hmm. that it's often hard to build rapport and relationships with people and really read people when you're not seeing them face to face. So I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges is finding the real people and actually building those relationships and community. I think it's perfectly possible. It's just an added barrier. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. It's, it's an interesting, uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting and something that I found challenging as well. Right. It's, uh, 
yeah, it's a new world and finding how to, you know, build those relationships and build that community in that new world while also being careful. The reality is that there are, you know, scammers that are some that are taking advantage of that for, for not so good purposes. Right. So, so I know that we had talked about earlier that, you know, you didn't transition per se to web three, but more integrated web three into your life. Um, I'm curious to hear what advice you'd have for individuals, um, that are maybe working in the outside of web three that want to, you know, start a career in web three, or at least kind of integrate web three into their career. Yeah. So being back in school and to advance my traditional career and working on this project at the same time has been, um, a learning adventure. I would Mm. advise people considering starting a project to do plenty of research about their niche, Mm -hmm. uh, be prepared to spend a lot more time and money than you initially anticipate and to get involved. Look for projects and organizations that have a similar mission and vision to yours and reach Mm -hmm. out to them. That's how I got in contact with you Mm -hmm. was finding crypto altruism and then just reaching out and emailing you and letting you know, Hey, I think our missions are, are well aligned. So Mm -hmm. I think that those are probably the best pieces of advice. Maybe after the launch, I'd have, different ones. I'm learning new things every day, yeah. but that's where I'd start now. Absolutely. And you know, how cool is it that in this space, you really can just kind of like, it's so easy to just reach out to folks and to establish those partnerships and to, you know, uh, just DM someone and actually hear back and then, and then collaborate and, and, and get to know them. So like, yeah, that's one of the cool things about web three, because there's not many other spaces or, you know, that you could really do that. Right. So that's, that's awesome. So obviously, you know, we, we've discussed quite a bit about your project, but there's still, you know, much more for, for listeners to learn about and to do to get involved. So what's the best way for, for listeners to learn more about it and to support and get involved with Wolina NFTs? So our website has a description of the project along with the frequently asked questions section, mm-hmm. as well as links to our official Twitter and Discord. The website is walinanfts.com. That's W-E-L-I-N-A-N-F-T-S.com. Our Discord server has a chat section as well as a place to submit a support ticket if any questions remain unanswered. Okay, great, great. And so, of course, all those links will be in the show notes. Uh, So check those out to connect with Anne-Marie, to connect with uh, Walina NFTs and to learn more. Um, And so as we near the end of this conversation... Um, I'm really excited to kind of take a step back and hear your thoughts about uh, maybe one thing that stands out that really excites you most about the social impact potential of Web3. And and so what would you say that is and why? Just the fact that Web3 has the potential to make social impact is exciting in and of itself. I look back at the GameStop situation that happened with the U.S. markets Mm -hmm. last year. And my learning point from that was there's power in numbers. With the sheer volume of people and money that have taken interest in Web3 over the past few years, seeing that as a potential and powerful tool for social change is super exciting. Yeah, um, I really can't wait to see where the next few years take us. So I think just the, the power for change would be my most exciting thing about Web3. Absolutely. And I could not agree more with that. It is the potential is huge, and uh, I can't wait to see uh, five years down the road what that looks like. So it was an honor having you uh, here today and learning about your work and your story. Um, thank you so much for joining. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. You have a great day. A huge thank you to Emery for joining today. 
It's important for Web3 to be an inclusive space and not one that is dominated only by developers or those with a finance background. And I think Emery shows that no matter what your professional background is, there's a space for you in this community. She has an ambitious plan to provide funding to international medical charities through this project and future Web3 projects, so make sure to follow along by checking out the links in the show notes. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for tuning into the Crypto Altruism Podcast. For more great content exploring the intersections of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and social impact, check us out at CryptoAltruism.org. Also, if you love what you heard, we graciously ask that you support the show by buying us a coffee or making a small crypto donation. We run on the support of the community, so everything helps. Thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Until then, let's keep showing the world the good of crypto. Thank you for listening to the Crypto Altruism Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes as they're released, and check out CryptoAltruism.org for more inspiring content.